0: Welcome to podcast number 104 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. Quality Christian Living is a podcast designed to help Christians live a powerful, wonderful, overcoming, generous life. We teach on various topics from week to week and month to month. Some of my prior topics have been on faith, on miracles, on prosperity and issues dealing with daily living as a Christian. We're currently on a series entitled, God's Generosity, What's In It For Me? Now, it's not a selfish, self-centered podcast. It's one designed to explain to all of us where the Word of God tells us how He brings forth prosperity and generosity into our life. We serve a generous God, and I know that He's going to bless you as you listen to this today. You're about to hear something that will change your attitude towards generosity. As a matter of fact, it'll show you how we can receive God's generosity based upon His Word. So I'm excited about this. I want you to imagine how you are going to receive God's generous blessings in your life. So let's just move forward. But before we do that, we need to have a prayer to invite the Holy Spirit to God and direct this teaching today. Father, I thank you for the opportunity I have to bring this message at this time to those who are listening in. Pray that you would bless it, that you would anoint it. And Father, that your generous Spirit, Father, would pour out a blessing on me as I bring this forward, Father, and on those who are listening in today. Thank you, Lord, for your promises and your word. We give you all the praise for it now in Jesus' name. Amen. I'd like to tell you that I'm blessed to be able to speak to you today. As a matter of fact, it's an honor to be able to speak into other people's lives based upon the word of God. So I hope that you'll receive this as the Holy Spirit reveals to you and to me what we should discuss and how it can bring forth God's richest generosity in your life. This is podcast number 104, is entitled What Produces God's Prosperity? So we're going to start in the Word of God, which is always a great place to start. I'm going to be reading from 2 Corinthians chapter number 9 and verse number 8. I'll be reading it out of the New Living Translation. The Apostle Paul is speaking to those in Corinth and he's talking to them about their generosity and how God's going to bless it. And he says in verse number 8, and God will generously provide all you need then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. Now, let's look at that a little bit before we move on. When it says that God will generously provide, now that means that God is going to provide whatever they need and he's going to do it in his generous way. If it's strength and faith that they need, then he'll provide it. If it's financial blessing, then he'll bring it forth. If it's just simply courage and comfort and and hope, then he'll bring that forth in their lives too. Because when God gives generously, don't get locked into thinking that it's only a financial blessing or something to do with gained wealth or increase in our assets. What it has to do with is an entire blessing that God has for us. And his generosity is greater than money, but it's not limited to anything that we would need in our life. It says here, then you will always have everything you need. So when God blesses, he's going to bring forth a blessing that you'll need for every part of your life. Everything that you do, everything that you need, everything that's lacking in your life, God will bring it forth. And he brings it forth a number of ways. One is through his word. Two is through people giving testimonies. Three is through the spoken word of God, maybe in a sermon that you hear at church or on a podcast or something. But God has many ways to bring forth a blessing for you and a generous gift to you. And whatever it is, it'll meet every need that you have. And it says here there'll be plenty left over to share with others. So not only does God want to bless us to meet our needs, but he wants to be a blessing to the needs of others. A lot of folks misunderstand that. They don't understand that when God blesses us, it's more than enough, more than what we're going to need. So therefore he does that so we'll be able to give to others. I believe sometimes when we hold back from what we have from the blessings of God, then I believe the Lord is not as ready to bring forth additional blessings in our lives. So with that, let's take that scripture to heart and move on into this teaching today. As I was looking at the scripture, I looked back just a few words and in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7. It says some of the most wonderful words that you can read in the Word of God. It says, For God loves a person who gives cheerfully. Now they're talking about in here, Paul's talking about the people in Corinth and how generous they were and how giving they were and the enthusiasm they had and it stirred up so much excitement in them and they were willingly giving and just, it's just wonderful to see the freedom that came out in their giving. And when that freedom came forth, God wanted to bring forth freedom in his giving and his generosity to them. And then here Paul adds to this, he says, for God loves a person who gives cheerfully. So if we are cheerful in our giving financially, of our talents, of our time to other people, then God loves that and he'll bring forth generosity in our lives. I believe that and I want you to receive that right now. When I was putting this particular podcast together, I was drawn to my book that I've written entitled Generosity, What's in It for Me? And it's a book I'll talk more at the end of the podcast about, but basically it's a guideline for me, and something I'm using as an outline to help me teach this lesson on God's generosity. So, now let's try and see what produces God's generosity for each and every one of you. Now, I'd like to give you an example of our country, the history of our country, when God brought forth his generosity upon it. When America went to war against Germany in World War II, we had no choice but to bomb many cities in Europe. The bombings were justified in order to defeat the Nazis and its leader, Adolf Hitler. Now, when the war ended, the United States financed the rebuilding of that devastation. Now, in today's dollars... It's estimated that America spent over $1 trillion to rebuild Europe. In addition to that, America led a group of countries in rebuilding Japan after the end of the war in the Pacific. So my reference now, you may be wondering, what does this teaching on generosity has to do with World War II? Well, let me hang in here with me and just listen to what I'm about to say. My references on World War II is just simply another example of how giving produces growth. After World War II, the United States experienced the greatest economic growth than any other country in the world. Giving produced growth in America, in America's industry, in banking, in energy, in manufacturing, in education, in health. Now giving will produce growth in your life. So let's look at how this will happen when we apply God's principles in giving. Stay with me on this. We must understand there are many types of giving we can give out of our time to help someone find a job. When I meet with an individual who needs a job, I usually give them the advice to help someone else who's looking for a job. I ask them to you know tell that person who need a job to prepare a resume and not give up looking until they get the job. Advise them to call back to their potential employer frequently. Then I advise them to do exactly what they told that person to do who is looking for a job. You see, by helping or by giving to someone else, by helping someone else, we receive help for whatever we need. That's just how the principle of God's generosity operates. When we see someone else in need and they have a need in their life, if we help fulfill the need in their life, then I believe... We get the attention of god and he wants to be generous to us you know we can give by helping someone from our experiences the challenges that we've gone through the victories that we've had let me give this example giving instructions to those with less experience in a certain line of work will be beneficial to them Sharing what we've learned about having a successful marriage with someone else will show them that you care about their marital issues. There are so many who have an extreme amount of life and business experience that could benefit others. Every time we experience something in our marriage or parenting or a business, it may be beneficial to someone else who needs help in those areas. Now, you may be thinking that you have nothing from your life that would help someone else, but that's just not true. Everything we do in life can be of value to somebody else it's like being faithful to church and volunteering in some way will encourage others around you to do the same even the bad experience we may have gone through will provide strength to those who feel they may never recover from making a mistake when others see how your faith has allowed you to overcome it will give them hope so allow me to give you another personal reference in this teaching today recently i went to the bank to make a deposit And during that transaction, the teller gave me some advice. And then he answered some of my other questions on the banking I was doing with him. But then at the end of that, he asked me what type of work I had done, what my position was when I had retired from the bank, because I told him that I was a banker and that I had worked for that same bank. It was kind of fun to talk about my history to this young man. I gave him a few comments of my bank experience and told him my first position was a teller, and I worked up to be a manager. He seemed so interested in hearing about what I had done at the bank and I thought well maybe. this will be an opportunity for me to give something to him that will bless him i wasn't saying well then god's going to bless me but I know that any time I share an experience that I have with someone, that's a blessing to them. That God's going to take care of the issues that I deal with in my own life. So I told him I had became a full vice president of a retail banking marketing company in the state of Arizona. Then the young man asked me if I had time to talk to him on his break. Wow, there was my opportunity, you know, to give to him. We met for about 30 minutes. I didn't even know the guy, but he sat down with me for about 30 minutes. The more I offered him my experiences, the more that I was blessed. Now since our talk. This young man goes out of his way to help me with my banking needs. What I gave to him has come back to me over and over again. Every time I go into the bank, I see a new energy in this guy. With God's help, I have seen this man's excitement for his job return and his desire to succeed in his career. It's stronger than ever. You see, giving from what my experiences were became a blessing to him. And then God turned around and gave a blessing back to me to make me feel like I had done something that was worthwhile while that would benefit the kingdom of God. Now, remember the title of this podcast. It's What Produces God's Generosity? Wow. You see, when we take time to be generous with our time to someone else, it's going to be a blessing to them. And I believe that it gets the attention of God. So these little stories I'm giving you, even though they're just stories from my own life, I hope that they will help you to understand that whatever you have, you can share with other people. Your trials that you've gone through or the great victories that you've had, whatever it might be, you can help them and bless them so that they will receive generosity from you, which in turn, I believe, produces God's generosity to us. I feel we need to get back into a scripture here and get some more instruction from the Word of God. It's found in Luke 6.38. It's in the New Living Translation. It's very simple, very short. It simply says this, give and you will receive. Now that's pretty blunt, but that's direct, but it's so true. You see, these five words are some of the most powerful words we'll ever read in God's word. Pastors may use them before receiving an offering, you know, or to encourage their congregation to understand that giving produces growth. We must be careful, though, about the teachings we receive are here on giving. We've all heard that person will quote a scripture and then uses the numerical number in that scripture to tell how much they should give. Let me give an example. They might use Luke 6.38 and tell us that giving $6.38 or $638 or $6,380 will bring forth a great return to them for their gift. Now, forgive me if you think I'm attacking someone who does this. However, I don't believe the intent of that scripture or any scripture with certain numerical numbers is tied to a specific amount of money that we should give or that we will receive back. Luke 6.38 is very simple, very direct. It says, give and you will receive. It's simple. It's easy. And that premise has to do with money. It also has to do with of our time, of our talents, of our abilities, of our experiences, anything that we have that we can give to someone else. We're going to receive a blessing back. So let me kind of prove this point by bringing up another scripture. It's found in the book of Acts chapter 20 in verse number 35, about halfway through it. Simply these words are said. It's Once again, it's simple, but it's just the words of Jesus being reported. It says, you should remember the words of the Lord Jesus. It is more blessed to give than to receive. Now, that doesn't mean, please don't misunderstand that scripture. Or don't misunderstand what I'm trying to say. That doesn't mean that we can't receive, that we're not allowed to receive. It means just the opposite. If we give. If we bless others, we will receive something back. The Bible even talks about it in in other scriptures. I won't quote them all right now, but basically it tells us that when we give, it'll be given back to us, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. That simply means it's going to be a Powerful blessing and will probably be a greater blessing than what we gave. So remember the words that were in there talking about we need to learn how to give and we will receive, and to also understand that it's more blessed to give than receive. But those basically establish a foundation of how we're going to be blessed by God's generosity. So receive that, take it, claim those scriptures in your life, and you watch God perform an amazing blessing in your life, one that you probably have never even thought was possible. It may be an old thing that you needed. It might be a new thing that you're praying for and needing, but you can now give God. So no matter what we give, He's going to give us a greater blessing. I believe that. I I believe it's in God's Word. It's founded in His Word, and I live that, and I've seen God do that miraculously in my church, in my own personal life, in the lives of so many individuals who understand the meaning of give and you'll receive. Now, let's go look at the Word of God and find another scripture that I believe is paramount, crucial to understanding this podcast entitled, What Produces God's Generosity? It's found in Proverbs, the book of Proverbs, chapter 11 and verses 24 and 25. I'm reading here out of the New Living Translation. It says here, Give freely and become more wealthy. That's pretty clear. Be stingy and lose everything. Verse 25. The generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. You know, there's probably not a better word in the Bible about understanding the benefits of being a giver than to read verse 25 because it says the generous will prosper. So it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to get rich and be millionaires. It simply means that they will prosper. The Bible talks about prosperity in so many ways. It tells us that we should prosper in all things and be in good health even as our soul prospers. It talks about prosperity, be a blessing from the Lord, talks about how God wants to prosper us and help us in all that we do. And this verse is just another example of that. It says the generous Will prosper. And then the words that follow are so amazing because it brings a refreshment to each and every one of us. It says, Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. That scripture is so unique in talking to people about why they should be generous, why they should be a giver of what they have, not just their finances, but what they have. Once again, their talents, their abilities, their time. Be generous with those things because all of us need to be refreshed. There's not a person out there listening to this podcast today that doesn't at times have a need in their life just to be refreshed, to be encouraged, to be lifted up, to see hope, to see purpose in their life. These are all things that refresh us and these are more of God's precious generous gifts to us. His generosity comes to us in so many ways. He refreshes us in our spirit. He refreshes us in our soul. He refreshes us in our thinking, in our our daily life. He can give us strength just simply by knowing that God is there and He's with us and taking us through each and every challenge that we face in our life. He's there in our victories and He's there in our defeats. And God is always ready to refresh us. In Psalm 46:1, one, one of the most wonderful scriptures that I think I've ever read. Now, of course, those of you who are listening to me here that I talk about my favorite scripture, and this is a great scripture, or one of my favorites, or a wonderful scripture, or whatever it might be, I guess I probably have a thousand wonderful scriptures that I can think of, and and probably more than that that refresh me and encourage me and lift me up. As a matter of fact, if you want to be refreshed, just pick up God's Word, grab the Book of Psalms, and start reading things. So let's do that and read Psalm number 46 verse number one, found in the New Living Translation. Listen to what it says. God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. I'll read a couple more verses because they're, they're pretty exciting. Verse two says, so we will not fear when earthquakes come. That simply means when trials hit our life and the mountains crumble into the sea. That could be challenges that we face. Verse 3, let the oceans roar and foam. Let the mountains tremble as the waters surge. But it really, see, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter what troubles around us. God is always a present help and strength in times of trouble. You see, that's another one of his generous gifts that he has for us. So the question is, what produces God's generosity? Well, one of the answers would be God's word. Just simply pick it up and start pulling out scriptures that are powerful and wonderful. You know, when I first became a Christian, my wife and I got saved, we gave our lives to Christ and we wanted to get the word of God in us. So we carried a Bible around with us. We read it, you know, every day. I remember reading the Bible from cover to cover about three times in the first year or so that I was a Christian. Now I didn't understand a lot of it, but when I got through the book of Psalms, it really strengthened me. I saw things there in the book of Proverbs just jumped out and blessed me. It gave me encouragement and God was pouring out his generous word to me and it just really changed my life. But we also wanted to have something at home. So we we got a little something. I don't think they even make them anymore. But there was a little ceramic thing that looked like a loaf of bread. And it had a cutout on the inside of it. The thing was only maybe four inches long and two inches wide. But it was a little ceramic loaf of bread that had a cutout in the top of it. And stuffed down in that cutout were these little cardboard scriptures. And there probably was a hundred of them or 120 or whatever it might be. And if you really wanted to be encouraged to receive a generous gift from God, all you had to do is get that little ceramic b- loaf of bread, if you will, and pull out one of those scriptures and read it. And it was just filled with examples of God as a, our refuge and strength, a very present help in times of trouble. Our trust in the Lord always Trust him with all your heart and lean not all in your own understanding and all your ways. Acknowledge him and he'll direct your path. Or, Or scriptures like to be anxious for nothing but everything through prayers, petitions with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. That little loaf of bread was a source of encouragement. It was a source of blessing. It really was an example of God producing his generosity of lifting our spirits to us each and every day. So there's so many ways that we can receive the blessings of God and His generosity. And one of the greatest, of course, is in His Word. So with that, let's go on to another scripture. I just, just don't want to get away from the Word of God right now. I think the blessings of the Lord are all over it, and I believe the Holy Spirit is leading me. So stay tuned, hang on, because there's some good stuff coming forward. We started this podcast out with 2 Corinthians chapter 9, and verse 8. So let's go back into 2 Corinthians chapter 8 now, and verse 9, and see what it has to tell us. In the New Living Translation verse 9 says this you know the generous grace of our lord jesus christ though he was rich yet for your sakes he became poor so that by his poverty he could make you rich. Wow. Now, when it talks about rich, a lot of people immediately jump on it and they say, oh, that means we're going to be all rich. We're going to be multimillionaires and have a lot of money. No, that's not necessarily what it's talking about, although there can be a financial blessing in it. But I truly believe what we've got to think about is that when that scripture comes forward, it says so that by his poverty, for what he gave up, it basically says he could make you rich. So therefore, where he lacked financially, you can be blessed. Where he lacked with having a home to lay his head and those things that he quite frankly didn't have, then we can have those blessings. And he provided that blessing for us. But go in that first part of that, verse 9, where it says, you know the generous grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, it's by grace that we're saved. Now, if you want to talk about a generous gift from God and what produces God's generosity, well, it's when we bow our head to him when we were a sinner and were not saved. We had not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And we go to him and we surrender ourselves. And we ask him to forgive us and cleanse us. We tell him that we've sinned and we're sorry for it. We basically then are asking him to bring forth his generous gift of grace. There's nothing that God can give us any greater than salvation. So If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, or you're not sure right now whether you're going to go to heaven or not, let me just take a moment. I really cannot continue on here without stopping for just a moment and making sure that everyone that's listening in knows Jesus as Lord and Savior, or is at least comfortable in their relationship with the Lord and understanding how to share their faith with others. So if you would like to receive Jesus and you want to be forgiven of your sins and you want to know that heaven, is in your future. All you have to do is say, Father, I'm sorry for the sins that I've committed. I repent of my sins. I ask you to forgive me and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God and that he gave his life for me. He was crucified and buried, but he was resurrected. And he was resurrected so that I could have resurrection power in my life. And I can be resurrected from the sin that I've experienced in my life. So today, I accept Jesus Christ as my savior and I promise to serve him all the days of my life. In Jesus name, amen. Now, some of you may have prayed that prayer before. You may have prayed it several times. But I just couldn't go on any further without making sure that you understand the greatest gift of God's generosity that we will ever experience is the gift of our salvation. John 3.16 is a powerful verse, and everyone knows it. Not everyone, but most everyone knows it. And that is that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him would have eternal life. They wouldn't perish, it says, but they'd have an eternal life. So with that, I thank God for that second. I know there's people out there that gave their life to Christ. And if you did... I can tell you right now, you can be assured that heaven is in your future once you give your life to Christ. Now, the next thing you need to do is go find a good church. You need to find a good Bible-preaching church that believes in the Word of God, that believes in the promises of God, that believe that Jesus is the only way to make it to heaven because that's what the Bible says. Jesus says the only way to get to heaven is through Him in order to receive eternal life. So with that, you've received that now. Share that experience with someone else and you'll be a blessing. And I'm telling you, when you share your faith with other people, you open up the windows of heaven. God's going to bless you. I believe that. I sincerely believe that. There are missionaries out there that have nothing financially. They have absolutely nothing to offer, but they offer themselves. And their goal is to go out and lead people to Jesus, to give people an opportunity to receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And that is one of the ways that we can see God's generosity come into our life if we're being generous with what we received, His grace. And give that grace to other people. There's a lot of people running around today that don't believe in grace. They think that it's phony. They think that, you know, you got to be tough and you've got to be rough and you've got to get even with people and you, you've got to beat people out and all that. But in reality, the greatest thing that you can have to offer other people is grace and show mercy towards people. I know there's people that come after you and attack you, but if you want to receive the blessings of God, and you want to have the answer to what produces God's generosity in your life, it's by sharing your faith, being a witness of what you have. Matter of fact, it's giving God credit for everything. It's giving God all the glory. It's when you get an idea, don't say, well, I got an idea. Say, the Lord gave me this, or the Holy Spirit spoke to me. And be sure to let people know that doesn't mean you heard an audible voice from God, but you were impressed by the Lord to think this way or think another way. You see, we've got to give God all the glory and all the power because he is all glory and he is all power. And so if you really want to experience and receive the fullness of God's generosity, then be generous with the grace that you have in your life. Matter of fact, before the day's out today, share your faith with someone. Let someone know that you gave your life to Christ and your life has changed. And if you've been a Christian for a long time, then you could do the same thing. Share your faith with others. One way to do that is if someone is talking with you and you're walking along, you're visiting with them, and you don't know if they're a Christian or not, and they say something like, well, you're just lucky for this, and you're lucky for that, and I'm not very lucky, and they start using that word lucky, there's a great opportunity for you to be generous to them in sharing your faith. And you can tell them just simply, well, I'm not lucky because I'm a Christian. Luck has nothing to do with it. I'm blessed. I'm blessed of God because he's merciful and that, and tell them that you're blessed also. So we got to learn how, and you can say it in a very nice way and encourage people to stop talking about luck and the world's plan for things. Just simply let them understand that God is a generous God and he gave his son for them. And if they're already Christians, then encourage them. I know we've got some people that we know that they're really great people, but they do struggle with using the word luck a lot. They're lucky for this and lucky for that. But, I've noticed recently they'll stop and look at me and say, no, I'm not lucky, I'm blessed. I'm blessed of God. I believe that blesses the Lord. When you give him all the credit and all the honor and all the glory for what he's done in your life, then I believe it's the answer to the question for this podcast is what produces God's generosity. It's lifting Him up, making Him first in every area of your life, every step that you take. Put Him first in your finances, first in your marriage, first in your friendships, first in your daily walk and in your career and everything. Lift up His name and that He's glorified in it and you will open up the winds of heaven to receive God's generosity in your life. So I hope that you've received this today and that it's been a blessing to you. I hope that it's something that will has encouraged you and give you hope for the future. And with that, I'm going to just pray a blessing over you and pray that God will help you carry this message with you and that you can be a blessing to someone else. Father, thank you for the opportunity that I've had once again to bring this message to those who've listened in. I thank you for it. I thank you more than anything else for your word, God. Pretty much this was just simply a teaching right out of the scriptures from the word of God. And that's always the best way to go. I pray you would bless it, Father, and you would multiply, Father, your generosity in the lives of those who've listened in today, Father. And I thank you, Lord, for them being attentive to hear your word, Father. And Now, it may it become active and, and alive and real in their lives, Father. And may they understand that you are a generous God and understand what produces your generosity in their life. I thank you for it, God. I pray you'd use this teaching to help them. And I pray you'd help me, Father, in the upcoming weeks as I continue to teach on God's generosity, that you would bless it and multiply it. I pray that these folks, Father, would receive it and live in it. I'll thank you for it in advance now in Jesus' name. Amen. Now with that, I'm going to encourage you to invite someone to get into this series. You can have them listen in on, or you can subscribe yourself to cpnshows.com if you're interested in getting into my podcast each and every week and tell others to do the same. And this series will probably go on for a while. I don't know for sure how long. I know I'm working on another series coming up in the future that'll have to do with God as our source. I taught one for about, I don't know, three months, I guess it was almost a year ago, and it was well received. So the Lord's been dealing with me to maybe go back and teach an extended version of that coming up. But for right now, we're going to stay focusing on how to receive God's generosity in your life. So if you're interested in hearing more about this teaching, you can go to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com and when you pull it up, you'll see a list of books that I've written. One is entitled Generosity, what's in it for me? And many of the thoughts and ideas that I'm teaching about in this series is coming from the book that I've written, so I hope it'll bless you. In addition to that, if you have other topics you'd like to look at, I've written another book that's on my webpage entitled Receive Everything from What We Call Nothing, which has to be a book on faith. It's a book dealing with God calling forth those things that are not as though they are. Believing for things that you've given up on can come back to life. It all has to do with the teachings of God putting life in the womb of Sarah. And Abraham and Sarah had a child and that child went on to build many nations. That was God's promise. He brought life from nothing and he can do that in your life. So that teaching, I hope, will be a blessing to you. If you have a financial issue you're dealing with and you'd like to know how to get out of debt, I've written another book entitled Experience the Joy of Debt Free Living and that's on my webpage. And there's other books dealing with veterans and things that I think might be a blessing to you. So with all that, I'm just going to pray that God will bless you and I pray that he'll bring you back when we take up our next podcast entitled Seven Reasons Why God Gives Generously. So with that, I'm excited about it. Matter of fact, I'd like to get into it right now, but I need to spend a little more time and effort putting it together so it'll be something that'll bless you. So with that, I thank you once again for tuning in to Quality Christian Living. And don't forget to subscribe to my podcast on cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcast. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. So until next time, may God richly bless you.